What does it take to train when you're over 40 years old? Well, it's probably not what you think. So more on that subject after this. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, as you know, and you are on the Peace Walker podcast. We're on episode number 18. So if you heard the lead in there, my guess is you did, if you got this far. But if you heard the lead in, I'm talking about training over 40 years old. So this past year, this July, I turned 50. And you may or may not know what my background is. I've described it several times throughout this podcast uh, series and on my blog and my almost daily email and so forth. But, um, but I've been training in the martial arts and tactical uh, training um, since I was six years old. My dad is a Marine. He started me in very early. He was um, stationed over in Okinawa and the Philippines where he trained in martial arts back in the 50s and 60s. And uh, my cousin ran a martial arts school in the local area. And when I started, it was before Karate Kid and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. So basically, you had to hang with the adults or you didn't train. And my dad had started me in the basement training at, uh, like I said, a very, very young age. And eventually, I made it to a professional martial arts school. And I competed in point sparring back as a kid, uh, full contact kickboxing, grappling, MMA, uh, stick fighting, and this type of thing. Um, So the early days of the UFC, I was not in the UFC for the record, uh, but the early days of the UFC really got me into grappling and I ended up training out with the Gracies for many years out in California. Um, we trip back and forth, had association in our area here, Grand Rapids, Michigan. <clears throat> we were one of, if not the first MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu grappling place in the city back before it was cool and back before it was legal for a lot of places to compete. But um, And then obviously Krav Maga training in Israel, uh, trained over in Japan, I've trained in Korea, I've trained all over and I've got uh, numerous black belts in various martial arts and teaching certifications. Um, but I've trained my entire life. And like I said, I just rounded the corner of 50. Um, I train a lot of police officers and military personnel and security people. Uh, but I also train a lot of everyday folks. And many of them, maybe because I'm getting older... Many of them are over 40. Matter of fact, I have a, an academy that I run here locally. And then obviously, I do the peacewalker.net online learning site as well. 
but here locally, um, I've been, I've had an academy for, I don't know, at least 30 plus years and, um, have taught in whether it's, I started teaching at like the YMCA and Amway corporate headquarters. I had a class out at their facility, um, numerous fitness facilities and, uh, had ran my own school and still run my own school today. But this discussion isn't about me running a school or me training in martial arts or tactical training or being a coach or me training personally, although it overlaps into that subject. The subject and what I wanted to talk about today is you training if you're over 40. <clears throat> and over 40 is kind of a misnomer. Obviously, I'm now 50, but um, you could be 60 in your 60s or older. You could be in your 50s, 40s, and really even in your 30s. The idea is how do you train differently than when you're in your teens and 20s? Because a lot of, especially guys, a lot of guys don't get it. I get people who come in to training all the time, a lot of middle-aged guys, and in their head, they're still 20. And I totally get that, you know, in my head, I'm 22. But you have to train differently. You have to look at yourself differently. You have to self-correct differently. You have to self-regulate differently if you're going to survive and train for any length of time. So the first thing and the first suggestion, which is the hardest, is the mindset. You have to have the right mindset to train, especially if you're over 40, because you can't just do random shit, right? You can't just push yourself to your limit because you can really wreck yourself, which is stupid to think. I know I think of it all the time. I remember when I realized I was probably in my early 40s, probably 42, I realized, wow, you know, I trained more from, for sustainability than I do for peak performance. Now, some of you rock stars out there that are still running marathons and ultras and doing grappling tournaments and really rocking it over 40, you know, more power to you, brother. I, I really dig that. But the majority of people, that is not the case. You have to be incredibly mindful when you train. And I dare bet even those rock stars out there that are really kicking it after 40, they train differently as well. So having the right mindset is first and foremost. You have to realize that you're not 20. And if you're going to try to keep up with the 20-year-olds, you're going to hurt yourself. You are letting them convince you to play their game. And you're going to lose. You may not lose today, but overall you're going to lose. Because when you were 20, you bounced back way quicker. You were capable, your body was capable of much, much, much more... Um, Stupidity, <laughs> if that makes sense. You have to train smarter when you're older, which starts with the mindset. You have to know what you can do, what you can't do. And this is a, a moving target as well. Remember, 
uh, two years ago, I tore both of my hamstrings on both sides of my body, both my legs. It looked like somebody beat me with a baseball bat on the backs of my legs. And I didn't really do anything differently in my training. I had a really hard PT physical therapy session because I have back problems and I need to keep that under control. So I go see a physical therapist and a chiropractor very regularly. But I had a really kind of a really hard workout a couple days before, I had my PT session, which he just ground into me um, because trying to loosen up my hamstrings because your hamstrings have a lot to do with your bad back. Um, a lot of guys don't realize. But um, but anyways, and then I went running, running the next um, day and uh, I thought I had a little pull or something, uh, but... Uh, it was more than that, I'm sure, because I decided, oh, I'm going to, like I typically do, right? Oh, I'm going to run through it and, you know, it'll be fine. And it just getting kept getting worse and worse and worse till I'm like limping along wondering, what the fuck is going on? I just, this is ridiculous. And not just one leg, the other leg hurt too, but one leg really hurt. But anyways, it, it took really a good week or so for the bruise to come out. But I remember that night after that run, sitting at my girlfriend's house. And uh, yeah, I know a girlfriend at 50. Don't bust my <laughs> kneecaps on that. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird, right? But anyways, so I'm sitting at her house and my leg, I you know, is killing me. And it's spasming and cramping and killing me. And it was ridiculous. And it hurt really bad, so I was kind of relieved when the bruise did come out. And uh, I remember I didn't realize that how badly it was damaged. I was getting out of my uh, bathtub, you know, after taking a shower, and just the way the mirror is set up and all that. So I'm I'm getting out and I'm I'm or I'm getting into my shower rather, um, and I look kind of over my shoulder and I'm like, wow, there's a little discoloration just below my butt cheek. And then I get another mirror out and I kind of look and I'm like, holy shit, I am bruised from the bottom of my butt cheek to my calf. And not just a little bruise, I'm talking black and blue and now it's turning green and all this and uh, it was crazy. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, another probably week after that, my other, my other leg started to bruise, so it was a deeper bruise. But anyways, point of the story is um, I changed my workout routine to accommodate. I changed my diet. I changed my hydration and so forth to, to accommodate and to pay more attention to what's going on and realizing that I can't always just run through things or push through things. And my mentality had to shift slightly as well. Now, this doesn't mean be a wimp and, you know, don't push yourself and all this. It just means you got to be smarter. So tip, trick, and tactic number one of training over 40 is the right mindset. Be smart. Understand that you're not 20 years old anymore. Understand that you can push yourself too much and really, really hurt yourself. Sometimes irrefutably so, meaning um, that you can't recover from it. I'm um, not trying to scare anybody out there or be overly dramatic, but you know, you wreck a joint or something that might not come back um, to 
So be careful. So have the right mindset. Train smart. Not just hard, but train smart. Know what season you are in life. And uh, I'll probably do another email or an email. I'll I'll probably do another podcast about the seasons of life. But um, know what season you're in. Hey, man, if you're in fall, don't think you're in summer. Definitely don't think you're in spring. So if you're in a certain stage of your life, you've got to give that respect and understand that. Otherwise, you're just going to wreck yourself. Um, So mindset is huge. Another thing you have to realize is you want to find the right place to train and find the right people to train with. So a lot of you 40-something guys out there who... You know, you see the UFC and you want to get out there and, and push yourself hard and you think you're 20 and so you go join an MMA gym or a BJJ gym or, or a kickboxing gym or something for a competitive type of a sport-oriented um, endeavor. And there are some good ones out there. I'm not saying that. You know, there are some really effective and good martial arts places and sport places out there. But just pick wisely. Make sure you find an instructor who's running the school and the, the culture that they've created that is conducive to um, where you're at with things that are training smart, not just hard. A lot of the competitive type schools, they attract younger guys and middle-aged men who are young at heart and they're not always as mature as they probably should be. So... You want to be very careful, very mindful where you train, what place that you pick to do your training in, and the people that you surround yourself to make sure everyone's on the same page of the process that you're on so they can support you in the way that you need to be supported. Not to hammer this home, but I'm going to, but that's one of the reasons why I created the Peace Walker Um, membership site was for folks who weren't local, didn't have the access to me and our methodologies of training so they could train at their respective schools and still get the, the knowledge and experience of someone like myself and our community who've been there, done that with training smart and training over 40. Not just smart in the way of how you train your body for injury prevention and peak performance for your age and so forth, but also to be effective at martial arts, to be effective, more importantly, to be effective at protecting yourself, at being effective at protecting other people, because that changes. The idea of it changes. You've got to really understand your physicality and what, what, how that kind of transfers over to that goal and that it's not just all about physicality, meaning to defend yourself and protect yourself and protect other people. It's not just about you being a bruiser in the gym. Matter of fact, sometimes it's just the opposite. So my third point is pick a system and a place that can teach you how to really protect yourself at the age and in the condition that you're in. Unfortunately, right now, and there's a lot of really good guys out there, I think martial arts training and tactical training is 
at a premium right now, meaning that there's a lot of really good players out there, a lot of really good guys out there. We've got soldiers coming back from being in the war numerous times that are special ops guys, that are really good shooters, they're really good at the soldiering, they're really good at that style of stuff. You've got martial artists out there who are incredibly good martial artists. They've trained all over. They've trained with some of the best in the world. You have combat sport guys out there that are incredibly conditioned professional sports uh, champions. And all these guys are trying to sell you these bags of tricks as if it's practical self-defense, as if it's practical conflict management. Some of it is, some of it isn't. There's some really good guys out there, but you've got to find the right fit for you. And it's got to be a, a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish. You know, if you want to be on the SWAT team, that is a different skill set than if you are, let's say, an everyday citizen trying to mitigate conflict and violence in the environments that you are going to typically run into them, right? You learning from a Navy SEAL about room clearing and taking out active shooters and running around like a weekend warrior is a way different skill set than you learning how to de-escalate, how to protect yourself and your family, maybe even how to carry concealed and how to navigate everyday urban type conflicts and violence. Very different. People don't realize it though. What they do is they see the sexy and they're like, yeah, this guy was UFC, you know, five-time UFC champion. And, you know, he's, he was a Green Beret sniper. And, you know, he's got this go, go, go attitude. And he's going to teach me how to kick ass and shoot people and clear rooms and be a, be a, a UFC soldier. Um, and that's great. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of good guys. You can learn a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff. You just have to make sure that it's right for you and it's suited for you. You look at those classes, when, when you see those advertisements and watch those YouTube videos, look in the class and who, who you see. And I'll tell you who you see. You'll see a lot of younger guys and middle-aged guys. You'll see a couple women sprinkled in there. But most people there, you can tell they're your, many of them are your middle-aged and older hard chargers who want to, you know, still feel powerful and young. And you get your younger guys out there who can still bang heads pretty well. And you get a couple women here and there and there who want to learn how to protect themselves. And I'm here to tell you, more power to them. But make sure what you do is fit for you and it's sustainable. You don't just go out and wreck yourself or, you know, go to train to be Rambo and then later realize that it's really not suited for the types of protection and defensive measures that you need in the civilian, urban, middle-aged lifestyle. Um, there you go. And that's, again, what the whole Peace Walker approach is. It's about, it's a perfect system for imperfect people. It's a perfect system for regular, everyday people. So that's tip number three. 
So number one is have the right mindset. Number two is find the right training environment with the instructor and the community and so forth. And then number three is find the right training system on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, if you want to go out and grapple, great. If you want to go do taekwondo, that's great. If you want to learn how to do kali, stick knife fighting, that's awesome. And those things can be beneficial, but it's not necessarily the totality of learning to be a better protector. All right, a couple more points, and I'm going to let you go on this one. So next point is your nutrition and exercise. We can break those down to two points, I suppose. But nutrition, nutrition watch what you're consuming. Um, I take a plethora of supplements, not that you have to, but I take a lot of supplements um, for to keep myself going, to keep myself healthy, to keep my immune system up, everything from gut health to um, anti-inflammatories. And, and then I've always taken supplements. Um, you got to dial it in for yourself and I'm not going to get into the supplement training or supplement uh, discussion in that. That probably would be another podcast in the future. I'll bring some some experts in and, and we can chat about it. But you don't get the nutrients that you need, especially as you get older, from your regular food, even if you're eating pretty well. So you need to have some type of supplement um, supplement base that helps to bring in the nutrients and um, minerals and vitamins and all that that you need. So look into some supplement training and again, or supplement um, supplementation for your diet. And again, I'll probably do a podcast just on that because it's important. Uh, hydration is a big one. And one that I, to be honest with you, I struggle with. I don't know why. It's, you know, it shouldn't be that difficult to drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water or more a day. But it, it sometimes is. Uh, so make sure you're hydrated. That will help with your you know, cramping and help with injury prevention. Because a lot of times injuries are gonna are going to occur because you know your believe it or not your system isn't hydrated. Your body isn't hydrated. So if it's not hydrated, it's more prone to injury. So make sure you're hydrated. Get enough sleep. So there you go. Um, eat. When I say eat smart, uh, you know, stay away from processed foods, try to get clean proteins, eat more vegetables than, you know, other types of foods, kind of take it easy on the fruits. Uh, it's good to eat fruit, but don't go crazy on the fruits. Uh, fruits are high in sugar, which, you know, can definitely deter your ability to maintain your weight and also blood sugar levels and so forth. Um, make sure that you are uh, mindful of your fats, right? So fats aren't bad. Trans, trans fats are bad, but regular fats are good, just you know, within reason. Um, you know, lower cholesterol, cholesterol type uh, eating, watch the you know, junk food and shit like that. Uh, but try to eat clean. Again, this uh, I'll probably do another podcast on that, uh, get a dietary guy in here. I know I said that like five times already. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but just watch your intake as far as your hydration and your nutrients that you're taking in through your food. Try to eat whole foods. I'm trying to go all organic um, or at least organic more. All organic might be a little bit of a stretch, but more organic and less... Uh, 
your standard foods. Um, but it's hard. It's difficult to find good organic stuff, and it's also really expensive. So, you know, it's got to be livable, too, and you got to live. You know, I eat shit food, too, once in a while, but I try not to eat it all the time. I try to maintain um, a pretty decent diet. It's been hard, I'll be honest with you, over COVID. I've definitely had a lot of comfort eating. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think we all have. <laughs> Just keep things in check. And then the next point I want to make is about exercise. So you are training. Let's say you're training in a martial art or you're shooting or you're doing whatever, going to classes, learning to be a better, better protector. That will give you some bit of a workout depending on what you're doing. Like if you're training martial arts, that's one part of a workout. But you also need to train aside from that. And you need to train every day. Let me repeat that. You need to train every day. And you may be thinking, I don't have time, Craig, every day. And that's bullshit. That is a cop-out. You can train every day, even for five or ten minutes. But just get used to doing something every single day. And, and this is going to be another podcast as well, so I'm not going to go into all the details. But the types of training that you need to do is mobility, flexibility, which are somewhat overlapping, stamina training, you know, like cardio and that, and strength training. So mobility, flexibility, stamina cardio, strength. And you know, it maybe sounds complicated, but it really isn't complicated. Matter of fact, um, I typically do what's called the 5, 10, 15, 20, a system of a training kind of regiment introduced to me by Lieutenant Colonel Joe Shishko from uh, the Marine Corps, who Joe developed the, the Marine Corps, um, one of the developers of McMap, Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, as well as the Force Fitness Program. And he ran the MACE for, I don't know, 20-some-odd years. He recently retired. But good guy, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Marine. But um, anyways, I go over all that actually on the Peace Walker site. And uh, it's just you want to do something every single day. And it's very simple, right? You pick five, pick a few exercises uh, let's say I do five push-ups, 10 squats, 15 crunches, and 20 jumping jacks. And then I do that for 10 minutes as fast and as hard as I can without killing myself, right? Do it smart. Um, you know, you do a little bit of a warm-up to get you ready for that, a little dynamic stretching, and then a little bit of a, of a stretch afterwards. And then you do your 10 minutes, and then you're done. So that's your 5, 10, 15, 20. And do that every day. <clears throat> and you can pick whatever... Um, suits you as far as what those exercises are, I would recommend that you make sure you hit every area of your body, meaning you do some upper body stuff, do some lower body stuff, do some core stuff, do some a little bit of cardio stuff. Um, but you can mix and match. You could use free weights if you want or bands if you want. Or sometimes I use, I, I like working with Indian clubs. Uh, it's another podcast, but um, I like working with Indian clubs. So I've got a whole regiment working with that um but yeah just you need to do something training wise every day and then also i do my stretching routine and my breathing routine and i do that pretty much every day um 
Mine is about an hour, 40 minutes to an hour long, just the stretching and breathing. You don't have to do that much. And again, I've got, I've got that whole, my whole workout is on peacewalker.net, our membership site. So if you are interested in that, you can subscribe at some time when we're open for membership and you can see my whole regimen that I, that I do and I've been doing for many years, but it really works well. And it's adaptable, meaning that I can adapt it to what my time frame is. So 5, 10, 15, 20, I don't have to do it for 10 minutes even, or I can do it for half an hour, or you can do it for five minutes, or you can cycle it and do, you know, one 10 minute hard as you can, and then do your stretching and breathing and so forth. And the same thing with my stretching and breathing. It's very modular, so I can take bits and pieces out of it to take that 40 minutes to an hour and make it 10 minutes or make it a half an hour or make it 45 minutes, but it's very modular. So I recommend doing that. But the point is, is do what you can. Do what makes sense for you. It doesn't really matter what you do necessarily. Just make sure it's whole body and it encompasses those areas. What are those areas again? You want strength. You want flexibility and mobility. You want stamina and cardio and um, you want to make sure you're doing those things every day. So whether you go out to the gym and do it, or you do it at home, if you travel, you know, you got to make sure, uh, you know, you find, you, you develop the habit to do it, which is really, really hard. I know when I was traveling pre COVID here a lot, um, it's just really hard to, to do that and keep that routine when you're traveling, but I highly recommend you do it because it's so easy to get into bad habits. So, lastly, which is hard, I know it's hard for a lot of folks, hard for myself too, is make sure you have some health professionals that you work with on a constant basis. Um, I go to my PT guy and uh, chiropractor monthly, right? If I'm not hurt, I usually go every three to five weeks. If I am hurt, I go as many times as I need until I'm not hurt. But get your physicals, get your checkups, go to your massage therapist, you know, go to a good chiropractor or PPT guy or a DO, whatever you need uh, to keep your body tuned up um, and keep your body healthy. Because if you don't have your body, where are you going to live, right? There's only one place. And if you're not healthy, everything else is miserable. So there you have it. I know it's kind of a lengthy one today, but I but it's an important one for you guys over 40 out there. So there's a lot of tips, tricks, and tactics there about taking care of yourself and working the long haul. So, all right, there you go. Training over 40. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Take care. One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you're you're also going to get a free 
Street Smart Survival Guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long, and it will give you the most common street scenarios, types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but (laughs) that you could run across out in everyday life in the street, and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey of being a protector and a peace walker and living the lifestyle, living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey or I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week, giving you tips, tricks, and tactics and fun little stories, fun little adventures. (laughs) All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.